Coming up today, we'll talk about the future for Buddy Kofoid racing, staying at Grandview Speedway for now anyway, and more. Let's go. It's Friday, October 28th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. So it looks like fans and competitors at Grandview Speedway in Pennsylvania have been given a reprieve, at least for now. The track posted an image on their Facebook page yesterday that read, You're invited to opening day 2023, date to be announced. This comes amid reports that the auction and salvage company Copart has continued to have issues getting the necessary permitting approvals from the township for their proposed facility. Back on September 28th, I told you that the Washington Township had denied Copart's initial application because their plans included selling not just vehicles, but also other equipment, which isn't allowed by the type of zoning the track property is under. Copart then made modifications to their plans and resubmitted, but the application has again been denied according to the Reading Eagle newspaper. This time it was because the size and scope of Copart's plans don't match what the zoning allows for. Supposedly, township officials are concerned about the amount of vehicle storage that is planned, and now Copart has filed an appeal, which must be heard within 90 days. The announcement of a 2023 season by the track points to either one of two possible outcomes here. The Rogers family have said they won't shutter the track mid-season, so either they believe Copart needs more time to get the necessary approvals and close the deal, or they think the Copart deal is falling apart completely and are moving forward with track operation instead. I had heard early on that the township was not thrilled with Copart's plans, so it's not surprising to see the zoning officials fight the deal. Now we'll just have to wait and see if Copart can indeed convince them to grant the application, or if they will realize this is a losing battle and back out of the sale. Either way, though, we'll have racing at Grandview Speedway in 2023, and I know a lot of people will be happy about that. Now, I know a lot of you out there are NASCAR haters, which is cool. You do you. I don't care. Uh, but I did want to point out something that happened yesterday on that side of things. David Gilliland Racing is becoming the de facto Toyota Truck Series team for next season with the departure of Kyle Busch to RCR and Chevrolet. And in the midst of the announcement yesterday, Buddy Kofoid was brought up kind of in the conversation about TRD development drivers. Racing America's Matt Weaver tweeted, quote, Of note on Toyota development drivers, Buddy Kofoid will continue getting reps on pavement, but he will do the most of his work on dirt next year and will spearhead the continued development of TRD's 410 sprint car engine, unquote. There's quite a bit to unpack there, but before we go too deep on that, Weaver later tweeted, quote, A follow-up on Buddy Kofoid and his plans for 2023. I misunderstood the context, and it sounds like the details are still being worked out, unquote. I want that noted here before we dive in too deeply from the uh, kind of original info from Maddie Weaves on this one, just because maybe this stuff isn't true, maybe parts of it are true, I just want that clear. Kofoid is on the cusp of his second straight USAC midget title with Keith Coons, and in between those races, he's run a significant amount of wing sprint car stuff this season, along with scattered full-bodied race car starts. That's between pavement and dirt, includes ARCA and truck series appearances, and some late model stuff between uh, cars and the CRA All-Stars. And just a few days ago, he finished fourth in a car show at South Boston. I'm guessing here that Kofoid still has his eyes on a NASCAR career, which me and Ross Weiss asked him about way back in 2019 on an episode of Open Red. And with the TRD pipeline, Kofoid could very easily follow the kind of Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell path. Whether or not that actually happens, though, I think is still very much up in the air. And in the meantime, Kofoid could and probably will continue to make a significant amount of starts on dirt. 
We know that TRD has been working on this 410 engine for several years at this point, and in 2022, Roth Motorsports and Aaron Reitzel have been a part of that development program. We also know that Kofoid has raced a bunch of 410 stuff this season uh, for Crouch Motorsports, picking up wins along the way, including his first outlaw victory. Team owner Leighton Crouch said way back in January of this year when they announced the Sprint Car team that they wanted to go full-time outlaw racing in 2023 with Kofoid as the driver, but that he knew that would depend on the TRD stuff. So could we actually see Kofoid full-time as an outlaw next season, maybe with Crouch and TRD power? I think it's possible, and as a Sprint Car fan, I would absolutely love that. But the outlaw schedule is so heavy, I wonder if that would hinder Kofoid's pavement plans. There wouldn't be too many opportunities along the way to make pavement starts as a full-time outlaw driver. Because of that, I think I'd lean away from that being a real serious possibility. What I could envision, though, is still a heavy sprint car schedule, but more pick and choose, uh, with plenty of holes in between for Kofoid to do other things. Something closer to what we've seen from Geo Selzy in the KCP car. We've been talking about Kofoid for so long now, you almost don't realize that he still isn't even 21 years old yet, and his career is very young. Possibilities for him are endless, and he's still one of the most talented young drivers in dirt racing right now. Maybe one of the most talented drivers in American motorsports, period, right now. All right, let's spotlight some racing coming up over the next few days. No word of outlaws this weekend, but you can check out 410 Sprint Cars at Bridgeport Motorsports Park. Tonight's a practice night plus a non-winner's race. The weekend also includes 360 Sprint Cars and USAC East Coast Sprint Cars. Those are non-win cars. Saturday and Sunday at Bridgeport are full programs for the 410s, with Saturday paying 5,000 a win and Sunday paying 15,000 a win. Not totally sure on car count and entries, but a little research this morning seems to point to names like Danny Dietrich, Devin Borden, Corey Eliason, Lance DeWeese off that national open win, Anthony Macri, Justin Peck, Freddie Raymer, Cy Lynch, Tim Buckwalter, Lucas Wolf, Kyle Reinhardt, Ryan Smith, and others being in attendance. Briggs Danner is doing double duty at this event, but not with the 410, just the non-wing car and wing 360 cars. Bridgeport uh, also, uh, I think, puts on really great shows. Uh, so if you can, definitely check this one out over the weekend. It's live over on Flow Racing if you cannot get to Bridgeport. And out in Arizona tonight and tomorrow, the last uh, se- uh, late season uh, West Coast Swing for USAC begins with the National Sprint Cars at Kokopah. This event is the Western World Championships, but Kokopah is a first-time facility for the USAC National Sprint Cars. Five race nights remain on the season, and Justin Grant is trying to protect a 78-point lead over Brady Bacon for the title. Friday's show is 6,000 a win. Saturday's is 10,000 a win. The two nights will also include the USAC CRA competitors who have raced at Kokopah plenty in the past. Just for example, coming into the weekend, Damian Gardner has won five straight CRA races at the track. With the combination of the two groups, we should have good car counts both nights. At Arizona Speedway a year ago, this event drew 38 and 37. Both of these nights will be live over on Floor Racing. If you're a Northeast Modified fan, check out the Short Track Super Series at Georgetown Speedway. Friday and Saturday are the final two nights of the year for the South Region and the Elite Series. Friday's program includes qualifying races and Saturday's 40-lap feature is $25,000 to win. Uh, Matt Shepard has been on an absolute tear in 2022, and he's in a very good spot to wrap up both the championships for the Elite and South Region. And I don't know how you can really pick against him right now for the race win either. Uh, Last night, Danny Buck topped Jeff Strunk and Matt Stangl in the 30-lap modified feature, while Ross Robinson beat Rick Eckert in the super late model race. This one is also live on flow both nights. Uh, With Lucas Dunn and the Outlaws off until World Finals, a lot of super late model fans will be tuned into the National 100 uh, at East Alabama this weekend. 
Saturday's uh, 100 Lapper pays $30,000 to the winner, and some big names are expected to be in attendance, including Brandon Overton, Jimmy Owens, Dennis Herb Jr., and Dirt Track World Championship winner Garrett Smith. We also know the Hunt the Front car with Joseph Joyner is coming. Uh, they're rolling out that new Longhorn chassis, as are a lot of regional guys like Peyton Freeman, Will Harrington, and Mark Whitener. The main event was originally scheduled for Sunday, but a poor forecast uh, has moved everything up a day, so Saturday is now kind of the main event day. You can also watch this one live over on Flow Racing. Speaking of Flow, if you need a Flow subscription, click the link below in the video description or the, any of the Flow links over at DirtTracker.com. That gets you a boatload of races on your favorite devices, and it helps me out in the process since I'm a Flow affiliate. Uh, a couple of other weekends to mention, the ASCS National Tour wraps up their 2022 season tonight and tomorrow at Creek County. 3,000 a win and 4,000 a win, and Blake Hahn is set to wrap up his second consecutive series championship. He enters the final two nights with a 147-point lead over Wayne Johnson. Matt Covington, Jason Martin, and Tim Crawley complete the top five. Johnson and Sam Haferteep Jr. lead the ASCS with five wins each this year, but Hahn tops all drivers in top fives and top tens and all full-timers in average finish. That's why he's off to this championship. Also, the USMTS Modifieds have two more race nights uh, remaining. I mentioned this weekend on the show yesterday, but I wanted to double back to it today because of Thursday's results. Dan Ebert picked up his first series win, but behind him, a seventh place finish for Dustin Sorensen was good enough for him to lock up the 2022 series championship. Tanner Mullins is just too far out now with two nights left to have a shot. Series heads to Lakeside Speedway tonight and 81 Speedway on Saturday for the finale. Uh, we're like in the mid-30s for shows on the streaming schedule for the next couple of days. Definitely uh, getting lighter and lighter as we get later in the year here, but still plenty to check out across Dirt Vision, Flow Racing, Race and Dirt, Fast Four, Speed Sport, and more. To see the full daily streaming schedule through the weekend with those links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Enjoy the dirt racing weekend ahead. Please hit the like button and subscribe to the show if you don't do so already. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.